Hello and welcome to the REIT Report. I'm your host, Sarah Borg from Quito, and today we're talking about price dislocation within the REIT sector with my guest, Jay Olanda, Managing Partner of Cornerstone Realty Advisors and a REIT industry veteran. Jay, thanks so much for joining me today. Uh, thank you for the opportunity to chat. So Jay, let's start, if you would, with an overview of commercial real estate market fundamentals today and how they compare with past cycles. You know, we we obviously find ourselves in a very unique time. Uh, in the past few months, virtually all real estate has been impacted, uh, some more than others. On the extremes, shutdowns in retail operations have been catastrophic. On the other ha- other side, housing has has been impacted, but it's been relatively strong. There's a fundamental need uh, for a place to live, combined with a new paradigm of working at home. So uh, having been involved in a lot of real estate cycles over my career, uh, I do see some parallels uh, to other unique and catastrophic times. Uh, The two that jump out are 9-11 and the great financial crisis of 2008. And I was involved in senior management of real estate investment trusts during both of these times. Um, 9-11, prior to 9-11, our economy was doing fine. We had an outside unprecedented force that shocked the market. The entire economy contracted for a period of time and the REIT index dropped uh, pretty substantially, but companies that own real estate in New York in particular really dropped in price. There was talk that everyone would move from New York, workers would not return to offices, and the overall economy would just decline. Well, you know, as we know, that didn't happen. Uh, the REIT index recovered from 9-11 in just a few months, uh, and companies that own New York real estate recovered over the next year. Uh, within a two-year period, the index was up approximately 50% over pre-9-11 pricing. Three years out, 70% gain over uh, pre-9-11 pricing. With stability, we saw a return to the markets. Uh, now, 2008, the great financial crisis, that was a little bit different animal. Uh, our entire economy was on the brink of collapse. And by third quarter 2008, investment banks were failing. Banks were on the verge of failing. Liquidity became non-existent. This was a really difficult time. Um, From 2008, when Lehman Brothers failed, um, until the bottom, until the market really bottomed in the March of 2009, the MS Reed Index fell by 60%. Individual companies lost even more value Uh, What happened over time, the Fed and the government intervened, um, stabilized our economy. Once we were stabilized, the market began to slowly recover. Um, By the end of 2012, the index had recovered uh, back to pre-meltdown level and showed uh, an additional 30% return. By 2015, that gain was over 70%. Uh, The market stability returned over time and pricing became a function function of the underlying value of the uh, of the properties. So where are we now and how's this history give us any indicator of the future? Uh, we have an external force, COVID-19, that's rocked the market. Uh, from the market high in February, the, the index dropped uh, about 40%. Individual companies, especially smaller caps, uh, dropped 60 to 70%. We've seen some recovery in the market, but the REIT stocks haven't seen the same recovery of the, as the overall market, uh, and many still lag their 52-week high by 25 to 
you know, has the underlying value of the real estate fundamentally changed? Yeah, likely not. So over time, we do anticipate that investment market, the investment market will return uh, just as we've seen in the past. And you meant, uh, mentioned how REITs have been lagging the broader market. What potential investment opportunities do you see? Well, you know, theoretically, the public real estate markets, uh, the public markets in general, are efficient, meaning that stock values reflect the true value of the company. I, I say theoretically uh, because over a long period of time, that's pretty much true. But in shorter cycles, the market may not be quite as efficient. And in uncertain times, like we find ourselves today, the market can become very inefficient and, and irrational. Uh, we believe there are great opportunities to invest in the REIT market at this time because of this market inefficiency. And we've launched the Capital Square Cornerstone REIT Recovery Fund to invest in the sector. Uh, the manager of the fund is made up of experienced real estate professionals who have owned multiple classes of real estate across the country. Uh, I personally have served in senior management positions in, in the REIT industry for over 25 years, have overseen billions of dollars of capital transactions. The most recent was a $1.9 billion sale of the Landmark Apartment Trust to Starwood Capital in 2016. I, and, I, and I say this as a backdrop that our strategy to investing in public real estate securities reflects our heritage as a real estate investor. Um, the good news is, is that real estate's a tangible asset. There's a market value for the underlying properties. Product's not subjective. We have hard bricks and mortar assets and values are, are, are not intangibles. Uh, real estate generates direct income in the form of rent driven by leases. And our team has been involved in a number of uh, public company acquisitions and dispositions, but we never started that process with stock value as the valuation metric. We began with net asset value, NAV, or the underlying value of the real estate. So as we invest this fund, we intend to apply this NAV approach to our investment decisions. So right now we find ourselves in a moment in time where opportunity exists. Unlike the great financial crisis, uh, the current investment market is liquid and it wants to be optimistic. And you can see this every day. You see a downward trend in COVID cases, the market surges. You know, perhaps we have a vaccine by year end, the market surges. And of course we have the other side of the knee jerk. Uh, there's some there's some new COVID cases, the market retreats, potential shutdowns, the market retreats. So we believe over the next several months until we ha find a clear path of living with COVID-19, uh, we're going to see these market up to ups and downs, the volatility, which will give us a platform for opportunistic investment. Um, what we also believe is that capital will come back into the market once we have a long-term view of how we'll live with this pandemic and reprices will return to pre-COVID pricing with upside potential, and that, we think, is the opportunity. So what sort of time frame do you envision for the fund, and are you targeting specific groups of investors? Yeah, we see this as uh, a three- to five-year opportunity, and our goal is to opportunistically invest 
actively manage the portfolio and return capital to our investors. This is not an opened-in fund or an index fund. It's an opportunity fund uh, to invest in undervalued companies, patiently wait for market normalcy, and then return capital. Uh, we're marketing to both retail and institutional investors who may have broader market investments but could benefit from this targeted approach as an allocation of their overall portfolios. And are there other possible investment opportunities in the REIT sector that you might consider going forward? You know, REITs by definition own and lease real estate. And of course, the, the REIT universe includes companies that own a wide variety of properties, including residential housing, lodging, retail, office, healthcare, uh, storage, data centers, and while some, some companies own more than one class, most are pretty specific on one asset type. So we can evaluate companies based on the assets that they own and the underlying value of those assets. And valuations are driven by the price of the bricks and mortar as well as the, uh, the income derived from those leases. As, as we look at the market, uh, phase one of our investment strategy will be more focused on residential assets. We believe these companies will bounce back quickly. Uh, again, people need roofs overhead. Uh, and in time of financial crisis, multifamily rentals are strong as individuals are less apt to invest uh, in single-family homes. And while unemployment has spiked, people are still paying rent. They need a place to live. And today, they're using that place also to work. Um, as we move through the investment cycle of the fund, uh, we'll look at other asset classes that are more susceptible to overall operating uh, the overall uh, operating economy, uh, and they'll have a, a little bit longer recovery time, uh, a recovery driven by the market like lodging, office, and perhaps retail. Um, and I also need to mention that we're looking uh, at, a good at good season management teams uh, across all these sectors, even though the value of the real estate is the underlying asset, its potential is unleashed by good operators. Operators that are flexible, adaptable, uh, and, and really can, can move through these changing times. Uh, operators that, that understand that maintenance and capital improvements uh, are key to enhancing value, and operators that are nimble and can pivot uh, uh, to meet the needs of the market as they are presented. Uh, adverse times like we are in separate good, good managers and their expertise will, will really show in the recovery value of their companies over time. And finally, the REIT industry is celebrating its 60th anniversary this year. What do you think is behind its longevity and how do you see it evolving over time? Oh gosh! As as we've discussed, our our career has really been built in the uh, on on real estate investment. So we believe in this sector and the ability to offer a wide range of real estate oper uh, investment opportunities to a broad range of investors, both retail and institutional, through this REIT structure has been the key to success in the industry. REITs offer again the seasoned management team of real estate professionals who make really good investment decisions and give investors the ability to invest in multiple asset classes across the country. Uh, and investors can pick and choose the asset class that they want to invest in. 
we believe this will continue to be the, the appeal of the industry over time. Uh, that said, real estate, like all business, all businesses, um, is ever evolving. Uh, we've seen shifts in virtually every sector of the business. Retail, uh, there's been somewhat of a shift from bricks and mortar to e-commerce. The results have been uh, smaller store presence, a rise in data centers and warehouse, and this doesn't mean that traditional retail space is doomed. Uh, good companies have recognized this trend are shifting accordingly. Hospitality, um, right now COVID-19 has accentuated the need to make customers feel safe while traveling. Cleanliness protocols and overall customer service are paramount. Uh, office, uh, there's been a trend over time to shift to smaller spaces and COVID has likely accelerated that trend. Again, not gloom and doom, just a recognition of the trend and what operators will shift towards. Bottom line is well-capitalized companies with management teams that have the ability to recognize and adapt to change are the ones that are going to thrive over time. And this is a basic fundamental of, of well-run companies, and these are the ones that, are, that we're interested in investing in. Great. Jay, thank you so much for your time today. Thank you. And to our listeners, for more on REITs and listed real estate, be sure to visit NARIT's website, REIT.com.